0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight.
1: You're listening to In the Spotlight, and I'm Shirley Lin. An Rong Zhu was born in China but grew up in America. An Rong took up photography when he was 17. The protagonists in his photos are usually people. He says he loves watching people. He is very glad that his traditional Chinese parents are very supportive of his career in photography, which now includes directing videos and short films. We're going to start off today with Aang Rong talking about his working with celebrities and taking their candid pictures.
0: One, I'm very blessed to be in the position that I am in. I didn't really see myself getting to celebrity portraiture. when i started photography i'm a big pop culture addict i love pop culture and i'm i consume it on levels and levels that i am afraid to admit but <laughs> uh when i'm taking pictures my biggest inspirations have been kind of celebrity portraiture from the 1950s and 60s old oh, hollywood style interesting the magnum photographers on a movie sets and just very candid very I think it's one thing to get a celebrity in a studio, make them look really beautiful and have them look their best. But it's another thing to let a celebrity into your life or like an actor or like I don't approach them as celebrities. I approach them as, oh, we're friends hanging out and just sometimes I don't even really know exactly who the celebrity (laughs) is. So like for me, it's more they're humans. I'm human. Let's just connect. And I try to find something common ground to connect with them on. Uh, You know, sometimes I'll get a chance to do research. Sometimes I won't. And I'll find something we can connect on. And I'll try to make pictures of it. Or like that connection that we can share. And it's difficult sometimes. But for the most part, I am lucky that I can approach a celebrity or like an actor or whatever and just kind of be me around them. And Uh just sometimes I'll get like, 15 minutes sometimes I'll get an hour and for the most part it's I go in and I try to do my best with it and I go okay I have this idea let's do this idea let's do that and then move on with it but the most important thing is I want it to feel like I have a lot of access and Mm -hmm. it, it feels like I'm letting you into a part of their life that you normally wouldn't see yeah, because you can see all the glitz and the glam. But like, if I'm out having a drink with someone, it makes it seem more real. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Do you make friends with some of them? Uh, do you like stay in touch?
0: Um, w- w- just one. <laughs> but it's it, you know, it's it's a professionalism thing. I have to be very professional, and I know the boundaries, and I know how to well, conduct myself around certain people it's important to have that professional decorum because you have to be able to just know when to stop and when to keep going.
1: You know, working with these celebrities, I mean, are most of them very cooperative?
0: For the most part, yeah. Most of the stories that I worked on where I photographed them, it's been fun. It's been a challenge for myself on how I, how to make photographs. I, I haven't had any incidences where it was really difficult. I've had like difficult situations with lights or like things like that more on my, my end, as opposed to their end. For my job, I see myself as a professional problem solver. So my editor will approach me. He's like, Oh, I need this. So, so-and-so photograph. And I say, okay, great. I'll photograph them. And I show up on, on O2 wherever I'm photographing them. And like, I'm never always going to have the same light. I'm never going to have the same situations. So it's like, okay, how do I capture the best light and like all that with what i don't have sometimes not having something makes your situation better because you're forced to figure a solution out
1: so actually when you go on your job you don't go by yourself you have somebody kind of carry um the lamp and the lights and other stuff Mm, no uh
0: often it's just me solo with a writer um i with a writer yeah sometimes i have to work with a writer sometimes i don't uh, for the most part, I work solo. I don't really have. I have. Uh, you carry ins- the lights by yourself. I I rarely use lights.
1: Oh, so you you use what what there is.
0: what what's given to me. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll bring lights, but even then I'll just handhold it. Um, and sometimes I'll have an assistant here and there, but for the most part, it's a very small operation.
1: So actually, you you catch uh, moments of these celebrities. While they're just doing their thing, you don't have to talk to them. I mean, you don't, wait, you do? You do ask them to Mm, put their face in certain. No, uh, No, right?
0: A a lot of the times it's just me observing. Right. Again, it's like this watching human behavior kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and you're not really interrupting them at all. I mean, I try not to interrupt them. Yeah.
0: Ethically speaking, I can't because a lot of the times I'm shooting for uh, editorial purposes. And so for the most part, it's very. I can't stage anything, but it's like finding those moments that are the hard parts.
1: Do they ask to see the photos afterwards?
0: Uh, Some of them do. I just tell them I can't because... Yeah.
1: Sometimes my guests, they ask that, you know, after I edit the interview, if they can listen before it's broadcast. No. And I said, no, sorry. You know, just kind of trust that, you know, that I've asked you the questions that you and you felt fine for mm-hmm. me asking those questions. So right yeah yeah right it's it's more of a
0: it's more of a trust in the journalist and like how it works because it's never going to be perfect but you said what you did Mm -hmm. and you've shown your face the way you have and i can't change that
1: yeah yeah now going back on i think there's another documentary that you did what was titled grandpa
0: oh yeah uh so, just to clarify, um, it's just listed as documentary work right. under my website, right. but these are projects. The first one with the Chinese Americans is called My Americans, and then for the this one about my grandfather, it's called Grandpa. And basically, I spent four years following him around Chinatown and getting to know him via photographs. That uh, is cool. Well, it was kind of like a bittersweet kind of project because it started off because my grandfather uh, was diagnosed with throat cancer. When that happened, I kind of, I was very distraught and didn't really know what I was going to do because like he raised me and I loved this man, but I had no idea how to cope with it. And at the time I was in school for photography. And so I did the only thing that I felt was right. I took pictures and so i began this journey with my grandfather for for four years before he passed and after he passed and just photographed him until i felt it was right it's very difficult also because the thing is a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have memories and just capture memories of, of your loved ones for me you know you care about someone you should take pictures of them because nothing's a given. You don't know how long you have on this earth. You don't know how, how what, what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's going to be difficult for you to really come to terms with it when things are gone and you can't have it back. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lynn.
1: This has been really great. I mean, you know, just um, just hearing your story from perspective of photographer, and
0: this is wonderful.
1: And I think what you're doing is really awesome. And, and the fact that the important thing is that you really enjoy what you're doing. Thank you. So, what do you think is your next step?
0: Well, I've started directing films. For me, uh, there's limitations to photography.
1: Oh, so you think that's why you're hopping into filming, you think?
0: Yeah, I think for me, I want to direct uh, a bit more. uh, Photography has its limits in that you can say so much with a two-dimensional kind (laughs) of uh, medium. Sure. And for me, in a more, how do I say it? With film, you create a world. In photography, I present to you a world and you look at it with your eyes and how you would interpret it Mm. Uh, but with film I can create a movie or like a short film and bring you into a world that you didn't know or you didn't expect and expose you to it and let you feel whatever you feel but also kind of push it in the way that I want you to feel.
1: Oh wow, well put. <laughs> I couldn't have said better. <laughs> I can never relate that again. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, Anne Rom, before we say goodbye though, um, you know, it's just your third trip to Taiwan, so you know Taiwan pretty well. I just wanna ask you, what's the first thing you think of when I say a place to watch people in Taipei?
0: Place to watch people? I would say Shiminding.
1: Oh, Ximending, yes. It's uh, popular with young people. With young people. Yeah, yeah, you you describe it. Well, well,
0: it's this like cacophony of like human beings going in and out. You have tourists, you have locals, you have everyone coming in and out. You have like ranges of incomes, you have ranges of like dress, you have ranges of like age. It's a very amazing place to watch people because everyone's coming in and out and... Even if you're a local, you just go, oh, I just want to check it out. Just, like, just walk through. Like, you don't have that often in other places. Uh, I've heard people relate it as, like, it's, like, Shibuya in Japan. Oh, yeah. I I agree. I agree. And then, like, people. But, like, we don't have that in America, really. Because, like, like, we have Times Square. But the thing is, I think Times Square is a huge tourist trap. And I would never walk through Mm -hmm. there if I I can avoid it. Mm. Uh, But, like shimending i want to walk through it like i want to get lost in all these people i want to like randomly bump into someone or like randomly jump into an alley and like find a new store or like just i think that's one of my favorite places to people watch
1: you just described it perfectly wow that is amazing what about um what's the first thing you think of uh to just be by yourself and try to I don't know, try to crack some ideas.
0: Mm. Well, the one thing that I think Taipei has a lot of is really cute coffee shops. Ah, uh, I kind of knew you were going to
1: say that. Well, but, yeah. but, but
0: the thing is, I don't actually like working in coffee shops.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, just, you know, there's so many different coffee shops around Taipei. They oh, yeah. got, really got character, mm-hmm. you know, they're themed and, mm-hmm. um, gosh, endless list and um, more and more popping up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a... It's that that's a very romantic thing to do I don't know what
0: i I think, think I think coffee shops for me I rather eat at like a, a like a a shao chai place uh one of the local
1: eateries uh, yeah kind of one of the local yeah.
0: eateries like like we'll we'll just sit there and like talk like i feel that's way more intimate and way more romantic than sitting in a coffee shop because oh, okay. like because like i i feel like coffee shops are curated to try to make you feel like it's romantic but like <laughs> like you can really get behind like for me like get behind a partner or like somebody who you want to like spend an evening with and just go wow we're eating at this really like cheap place, and like the food's greasy, but like it's so delicious. And like we can just have a conversation without having any crazy pretenses of like what it is we're, what we're having. Okay. And it's just we're just enjoying this food together. Well, name life. that
1: one little eatery place, um, cheap eatery place. Name I, one.
0: I see. The thing is, I I can't speak just Chinese. Say. I I don't read Chinese, so I don't remember the names. Oh. But but um, I I had a friend recently take me to this really good uh. E place. Uh Yimian? Yimian. Yeah, E uh-huh. place in uh, It's Noodles. Yeah, yeah. Very in uh, Yeah Near the Hua uh, Jie. Oh Dihua Street. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah. that place was so good. Uh the, the, the I had two bowls. It was that good.
1: Is it soup noodle or dry? It was dry. Dry, Well noodle. I had both. Okay. I had oh, yeah, both
0: I had the wonton noodles. Okay. Uh the wontons were pretty good. But then I saw them eating the dry one. I was like, you know what? I think I made a mistake. I'm gonna need the I'm I'm gonna need the dry one.
1: The same meal? You had two. Yeah, was the same like meal. It
0: <laughs> was so good. And I think we spent like a good amount of time just sitting there eating it because it was so delicious.
1: That is great because, you know, to Taiwanese people, most people see Dihua Street as a place to go to near Chinese New Year's. Mm. It's to get all the dried goods and uh, all the New Year, you know, uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the place to go when it's like around Chinese New Year's. And it's a shopping, mm. more like a shopping area for dried goods and all these New Year stuff. But... But you just brought out a different aspect about uh, Dihua Street is uh, these little eateries. But they do have some over there, so yeah, we need to check it out more. In that in that sense.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, and I do love stinky tofu. So uh, oh, the, I'm the, getting hungry now. The, okay. the boiled, the the boiled type, oh, not yes, not the, the fried the... type.
1: Um, what do you call it, the steamed? The no, ste- no, not the steamed, not steamed.
0: It's more a stewed. The, yeah, the stewed, stewed, stewed kind. Stinky tofu. Yeah, yeah, it has a little more pungency into it. Very. It, it's, much it, more stinky that it's way. It's much more stinky, and it, you really, really get to like absorb how good it is. Yes.
1: Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, anne Ron, it's really great talking to you, and I think you really have become almost like a local Taiwanese, knowing Taiwan so so well in and out. <laughs> so.
0: Well, you know, I hope you'll be back again.
1: Oh, that would be great. You're, you're most welcome. So, all right. Thank you so much, Anrang. Thank and you. Good luck with everything you're doing.
0: Thank you.